Hi there. Welcome to Shrink Chat. This is the companion show to our podcast, Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm joined each week by my friend, Kathy. On this show, we talk about psychology and true crime and TV and movies and whatever else comes up. It's a bit looser. So hang out and welcome to Shrink Chat. Hi, everyone. This is Shannon and Kathy with Shrink Chat. Hello. Hello. I'm just, it's the end of May and I'm working on the Discord schedule for June. I do a schedule for our watch alongs every month and it's kind of fun for me because I I try to pick a variety of movies and I try to get it. Like we just watched Army of the Dead all together on the Discord, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But I try to get a mixture of like the new stuff and then sometimes we do old stuff. And then I, I want to have the, the patrons pick sometimes too. Yeah. So we've had one one guy did a night of his movies and different things. So it's a lot of fun. But uh, the fun part for me is picking is looking at June and trying to program it and pick it and, and what nights and all that. Like Because I get to read about a lot of movies. Totally. And and then I get to say like, oh, we should do this for a buddy watcher. We should, you know, yeah. so I feel like I'm kind of for just a half a second. I feel like I'm in the know about the horror movie. You are in the know. <laughs> uh, anyway. I'm, I'm trying to be in the know about what's going on with all the, the Halloween season this year. Yeah. Before we do that, we have a little segment we like to call. Horror effects with girl. I tried to add a little something there. I know. you. Oh, something, something. I know it was lame, but I tried. <sighs> Oh, the big sigh. I got the big sigh. Number one. Okay. The director wanted to cast, excuse me, the director wanted the cast to look like they were in The Cure. (laughs) Number two, Angelina Jolie was almost cast in this film. Okay. Number three, they brought in over 3,000 bugs, rats, and snakes to film one scene. Mm. Number four, during one scene, a bunch of Spooky stuff happened on the set, including a colony of bats appeared and lingered. (laughs) Waves rose up in extinguished candles that were being used to summon spirits. (laughs) I'm sorry. Those are funny facts. And number five, a real Wiccan was hired to help make the film. Well, I have like a a few movies coming in, but I don't know. Go, Go with it. I can't remember the first clue, but so I might get this really wrong, but like the witches of Eastwick, um, Angelina Jolie would have been too young for that. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's too old. Then, um, I'm thinking of the witchy movie with, with the three girls. I'm thinking of that movie. What's it called? Uh, it's one of my favorites. I know. That's why I picked this. Well, see, you messed me up with the name. I can see it in my head. I've watched the movie a hundred times. Which is, with, what's her face? Ne- Nev Campbell? Mm-hmm. Robin and, Tunney? And Fami Faruza Balk, who's Faruza. actually a Wiccan in real life. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, so, it's The Craft. Yeah, yeah, and I got it right. I'm just going to say I got it right, because I couldn't come up with a name, <laughs> but I know it. But you could say I got it wrong. It's fine. But I knew the movie you were talking you knew about. It. I chose it for you. Thank you. I love that movie. Yay. It's fun. It's a good one. It's a fun one. Um... So I had some news items that I wanted to share. Uh, in retrospect, Army of the Dead. We're going to talk about Army of the Dead in a we minute. Are. And what I wanted to mention was that there is a hardcover book 
of Army of the Dead, the making of the film, celebrates Zack Snyder's return to zombie cinema. Taking a bite out of Netflix, uh, Zack Snyder is once again playing with zombies in Army of the Dead, and we have both seen it, so we're going to chat about that. But being released from Titan Books is the 192-page Army of the Dead, the making of the film, uh, which will be released on June 1st. Uh, which is almost here. Uh, so that's pretty cool. I mean, I think that's fun for people who like collector stuff. It's got behind the scenes, uh, re- locations, characters, the zombies. I'm sure there's lots of um, makeup stuff in there, probably on-set photography, costume designs, some storyboards are in there, and some cast and crew interviews. So, And then the other thing I wanted to mention is that Mark Ruffalo signed on to star in Poor Things, which is a new movie from Yorgos Lathimos, who did The Killing of the Sacred Deer. It's a Frankenstein-esque tale, is the reason why I wanted to mention it. The movie will adapt Alistair Gray's 1992 book, Poor Things, with Emma Stone recently joining the cast. Last we heard, William Defoe was also in talks for a potential role. It's the incredible story of Belle Baxter, a young woman brought back to life by an eccentric but brilliant scientist. Okay. So I just wanted to mention that because I'm a Frankenstein fan and maybe it's got some Frankenstein mojo. Sounds Sounds good. I'm hopeful. So we both watched the movie, the brand new movie, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead that is out on Netflix in all of its two hour and 28 minute glory. Although I will say that the last eight minutes of the movie is credits. So you only have to do 220. Action crime horror. It just came out. Following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. So it's zombies heist movie. I would compare it. Here's my cross. Go for it. I'm going to say it's a combination of the walking dead, 30 days a night and oceans 11. Sure. Cause it's a heist movie. And then you got zombies that are fast and zombies that are slow. <laughs> Well, well, and just the, uh, yeah, but That's I also, the aesthetic, I realized, but I also feel like for, I, my experience was it was, there was a lot of character development, mm-hmm. like in the walking dead, everyone had a story totally, and I really loved that character. And they were very sure. diverse characters. They were all very different. So what, what did you think overall of the movie? Did you like it? Did you I loved like it. it. Awesome. I was thoroughly entertained. Um, it almost had, it had some of the, the, fastness of like the world war z kind of zombie yeah. you know stuff uh i th- i love dave david bautista he's just, so good in it. dave bautista he's he's so fantastic in it is it tig nataro who plays the the helicopter oh, she's pilot amazing. i mean she's just like when i saw her in the upcoming in the credits <laughs> working I was on my like, tan i was like oh i love tig yeah she's hilarious working on my tan her stand-up um, is great if you guys she is it. so great in this yeah i i i was sad when certain characters died. I thought the zombies were fucking wicked. They were cool. It was different. The makeup um, was amazing. The makeup was amazing. Yeah. I I mean, again, you know, that's a long movie to sit through. I did watch it in two parts, not because it was too long, but I started it at night and finished it in the morning. And maybe that's why it, it was more palatable, but I just was really hooked and I liked it. I want to hear, I know we, we started chatting before we were recording and you had some different views, but what's your take? 
Uh, so one one thing I will mention is we watched with others in the Discord, and there's a couple of people in the Discord that absolutely had the same reaction, like loved it, favorite, like yeah. gonna be my t- one of my there. tops, etc. Of course, we have a lot of the year to to go by, so we'll see what else happens. But like a lot of a lot of love, and then I would say the other half of the room um, was more like too long. Okay, so. I would agree with that. I wanted less. I, I'm just like less is more for that kind of thing. But I also understand that fans of Zack Snyder. I'm also not the biggest Zack Snyder fan, which you know you, you guys can throw tomatoes at me if you like. But I'm not the biggest Zack Snyder fan, and so take that into consideration when you listen to my to my thoughts. Because if you're a huge Zack Snyder fan, then it, it it makes the you know the man is amazing and he walks on water and you love everything he does and and so and that's amazing what i will say is the opening the credit sequence was very <laughs> Zack snyder like it was long and it was a movie in and of itself and it was wonderful and awesome mm-hmm. and when it came to an end i think i made a joke like okay that was a great movie see you later guys because <laughs> it's literally really long and really epic and it tells a whole story within the did did you like his remake of dawn of the dead uh it was all right yeah i thought this was a lot better but um, yeah i think this is better for sure but it was i i just don't like i don't like a lot of the other things he's done and i and i and i didn't sit through the four hour cut of justice league because you didn't like 300 because i did i loved 300 that's but that's a long long time ago yeah (laughs) that was like one of his first movies so I loved 300 and that's why I keep watching. And I will say that I liked this better than Wonder Woman 1984. I I haven't seen that, but I'm hearing a lot of mixed reviews about that. I like this better than Justice League. I like this better than a lot of things he's done. So if I'm going to rank Zack Snyder, this is definitely like up there as one of the better ones. But I, but I do, I will say just like, I would like Tarantino to edit his movies tighter. I would like, yeah. you know, so I'm, it's not, it's, it's, I would like, um, Watchmen was another really long one. I would like a lot of the filmmakers that have a lot of power and control in Hollywood and make two, two and a half, three, three and a half, four hour, eight hour epic movies. I would, yes, I would like them to edit tighter. Yeah. Um, but when you have a lot of power and influence in Hollywood, you, get to make long movies and do whatever you want. And there are fans that will love you for it and will come and see whatever you do. So great. So great. Make a living, do your thing, all of that. But my opinion is, is that I, I could have, I could have used like a half hour less. Gotcha. If not more, but so anyway, what I liked were, were some of the things you said. I also really liked the soundtrack. I thought the great, I thought the soundtrack was really great. Um, I loved the opening, which is very Snyder-esque, that big action CGI opening thing. I love that. I loved the zombie tiger. Oh, that was, was supposed to be Siegfried and Roy's I runaway was, tiger. I was like mesmerized. I was the like, horse? I was, and there was a horse too, but the tiger had me. Yeah, the tiger was amazing. I mean, I'm a fan of the big cats anyway, yeah. so as soon as it came on screen, amazing. Um so I'm not going to say anything that's spoilery necessarily, but there are different kinds of zombies in this movie. And so I liked that, that there were like factions and they had sort of different vibes to them. Yeah. You know, these zombies can do this and these zombies can do that type of deal. Um, depending on your zombie bloodline, I guess. And again, 
Loved the tiger. Loved Dave Batista. God, he was so good in this. Loved it. Like that is the reason why I would watch it again is watching him. I think he was amazing and mm-hmm. I loved him in gardens of the galaxy and I've loved yeah. him in some other movies. So, um, and Tig Tig in their dynamic, their dynamic is amazing. She's hilarious. She's always hilarious. Um, I cannot remember any of it. She say? she's like, I, I really hate my life. So yes, I will. <laughs> yeah. They, they originally in the very beginning, this isn't a spoiler. They asked her to come on the heist. Right. So it's like, it's def, it's just like oceans 11 where everybody's going on the heist. Right. Yeah. They're, they're collecting up the crew. And when they approach Tig, it's like, she's the helicopter pilot and they ask her and she's like, yeah, I hate my life. I'll, I'll do it. And they're like, it's going to be really dangerous but we'll give you $2 million. She's like, no, no, no it's yeah, good. No, I'm good. It's good. $2 million. Yeah. yeah. I'm there. No. I mean, did you want to hear about it or like, she's it's like, gonna- no, I really hate my life right now. <laughs> she was great. He was great. The rest of the performances I can't even remember right now. And I just watched it yesterday. The girl that plays his kind of like stepdaughter was good too. I liked that whole dynamic. Cool. But yeah, I mean, it was just, um, so like I said, lots of, Oh, yeah. the makeup, oh. the makeup was, you Amazing. Know who, who I loved though also was the guy who um that was responsible for opening the safe. Oh, the, sure. The German he was he German, was I think, right? Yeah, he, he was, was great. so endearing. I loved his character so much. Yeah. And his great. relationship with uh the other I forget the other guy's name. Yeah, he's funny. Um yeah, it was good. Cool. So go out, see it, let us know. I, I'd like to know you know what your thoughts are. Hit us up on social media. Um you know, become a patron just to harass me about how I should have liked the movie and thought it was perfect. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. We also watched The the Woman in the Window, which will be interesting because I think I liked that movie more than you did. So yeah. we can have a little bit of that. So now we can reverse roles. <laughs> so let me, let me, um, The Woman in the Window is 2021. Crime, drama, mystery. Hour and 40 minutes. Uh, starring Amy Adams, Gary Oldman, Anthony Mackey. I love him. An agoraphobic woman living alone in New York begins spying on her new neighbors only to witness a disturbing act of violence. And it is absolutely directly, and they even show it in the beginning, uh, influenced by two of Hitchcock's movies. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, you know, Rear Window Mm -hmm. and Vertigo are, it's a little mashup there. (sighs) What did you think? I think she, I, first of all, I think Amy Adams is great. I love Anthony Mackie. I think the, the acting um, was spot. I on. think the acting was phenomenal. Agree. Um, I felt like the end was dumb. Okay. Um, I felt like I was waiting for more to happen. Like even in Rear Window, I feel like I'm hooked, and there's a lot going on, and it's busy. Mm-hmm. Where this was more about her mental illness and whether she was in touch with reality, which is fine, but I didn't want to watch a mental health movie. So I wanted more as far as the suspense of it. I mean, Gary Oldman's great, but even his part was like very anticlimactic for me. It was kind of small, right? It was small, but I mean, it's supposed to be like the significant character in the film, which I get. It's supposed to like, I think it's supposed to resemble the character in rear window, but I don't know. I was just like, that's the end. I mean, when it happens, I'm kind of, I'm not surprised, 
And mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, that's how it's ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. We're going to talk about a book that we just finished and it's the same kind of meh response uh, to the ending of the book. Uh, it's called My Lovely Wife, but we'll get to that at the end. So that, Yeah. I mean, so it was so, like, it wasn't, did I hate it? No. Did I want something different? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all. <laughs> That's all at the end. Um, I came at it like this. I think I don't, I, I'm not saying you did, but I know a lot of people had a lot of expectations for the movie because of the stated influences. And of course, because of the, the publicity around the mm-hmm. movie, like, oh, it's a Hitchcock influence, blah, blah, blah. Amy Adams, Gary Oldman, like mm-hmm. heavy hitters, right? And so there was a lot of expectation. I didn't have that expectation because I didn't really read a lot about it when I programmed it to watch it in the Discord. Like it was more about like, oh, this is like Netflix getting in. You know, they don't, I haven't seen a lot of horror movies that they're coming out with or thrillers that I've wanted to see that sounded sort of interesting. So I was kind of excited that way, but I didn't do much reading about it. And then I kind of forgot about it. So I went into it with very low expectations. So what ended up happening was... I enjoyed it for the mood and what she was going through as a person and then kind of finding out what we found out about her. I wasn't expecting or even thinking about really the the kind of twisty mm-hmm. stuff that happened about what was going on with her. I didn't pick up on and maybe that's because I was like watching it with others and I wasn't paying that uh, as close attention as I should have mm-hmm. been. Um so I was kind of enjoying the mood and I really enjoyed her performance. Mm-hmm. Her performance was great. And I also have just recently, because we did an episode on Hitchcock, uh, five of Hitchcock's movies, which you guys could check out or whatever, but we, I had just recently watched those movies. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. And right. unplanned. That, that was cool. Yeah. That was unplanned. And my, and I don't exactly remember what I said in our Hitchcock episode, but I felt that way about, uh, the rear window movie, like mm-hmm. not my favorite Hitchcock and like not so much happened, you know, like not, I don't know. was like more agita than ending. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, more I, like anxiety yeah. than actually paying off. And so it was yeah. kind, of, kind of congruent with that. Um, and then, so I guess I just enjoyed so much of the chunk of the movie that when the ending came, it was just kind of like, all right, well that was lame sort of, but, like, yeah, I still enjoyed the yeah. ride, I guess. Yeah. Like yeah. I enjoyed the ride more than okay. you, I think. Yeah. Um, I didn't go into it with any expectations at all because honestly, I hadn't heard much about it. I saw it and I'm like, oh, well, it looks like rear window. I'll watch it. Yeah. Um, but I didn't I didn't really go into it with any expectations. I just think that once it started, it was like, I think I, I was not expecting it to be great. I think I was expecting the story to be a little bit different. And I'm sure. like, and that this makes is, a big difference when you're viewing a movie. Yeah. Like it makes a big I difference mean, of what you're expecting it, out of it, you know? It kind of had a copycat element, too, of like the whole agoraphobia after a major accident. We saw Sigourney Weaver do that in Copycat. It was definitely derivative. It was. And I think that maybe it may be too much of a derivative for such a heavy cast. Sure. I was like, eh, they deserved a better script. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't. But you I, do know. I don't feel like I wasted two hours of my life because no. it was decent. I just think I was thought I was going in to watch something different. Yeah. Yeah. Expectations are funny. I didn't. Um. Yeah. 
I did. I guess the things that hit home were that I did expect Amy Adams to be great, and she was. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> so, she's always great. That's awesome. Um, I saw her at Ralph's once. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she lives at around like nine o'clock at night. She lives around here. Yeah, <laughs> as a lot of them do. Those star people living in Los Angeles. It's part of part of the landscape. We usually see them at Trader Joe's or Whole Foods. We do. Although there's an Albertsons in Calabasas that I see a lot of them in too, because it's just over the hill from Malibu. So yeah. there's a lot. It's a great store, actually, by the way, if you haven't shopped there. Anyway, back to the movies. What's something that you watched? I got around to In Search of Darkness Part 2. Nice. So I still have like an hour left because it's about four and a half hours long. Yeah. Um, Good job, though. <laughs> oh, God, it's so easy to watch, though, because cool. it just it's like just speaks to me. Um, <laughs> some of the cool, you know, obviously we've got our our boy. Um, what's his name? Your boy. Ken uh, Hotter. What's his name? Oh, Kane. Kane Hunter, yeah. From uh, Friday the 13th, he does some stuff in there and um, some of the, uh, some of our like big 80s stars and starlets are the (laughs) narrators. I can't talk. We've recorded a lot today. I'm sorry. Um, But I laughed at one point because it does a whole section on Giallo. (laughs) <laughs> and, nice. you know i of course Giallo. yeah I've, i always have this joke with shannon because i have like a i kind of like weirdly like it but they called it the italian invasion <laughs> uh, but they did talk about some of the 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 ones that i had actually seen some of dario argento's really good ones that were oh good pretty pretty spectacular for that time and they go into the art of it and just um so that part was kind of cool they also do a whole thing on um, Stan Winston's stuff in the entity. They do a whole section on children in horror. Tom Savini, of course, is back and he's, I mean, he's just such a badass. Amazing. And he talks about, um, like he goes, there's a scene that I didn't, he's like, I didn't create the plant, but I did the <laughs> blow the head off the plant. You know, like he, he's just such a, he's just fucking stellar. Like we don't even use people like him so much anymore. And that's such a, travesty because like the work that he did back in the 80s was phenomenal so i'm still getting through it but there's a lot of really good stuff in the second one sounds great you're preparing for the third season that's coming out i am yeah gotta catch up that's awesome i don't i haven't even made it through the first uh, season yet i don't think all the way maybe yeah they're a lot they're like four and a half hours yeah it's a lot and i and i was making my way through some other things so perhaps this summer i'll just blow through both seasons so that i can catch up okay that'd be awesome um i watched a movie called uh goodbye honey okay from 2020 uh it's a thriller it's like an hour and a half long after escaping abduction a frantic woman must coerce an exhausted truck driver to hide in the back of her truck for the night. The two women take refuge, not knowing what the rest of the night w- will be in store. Sounds interesting, doesn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them why you're laughing. She's just shaking her head. Sounds interesting, doesn't it? No. no. <laughs> shaking my head, no. I liked the first 20 minutes. It was like the setup, right? That's why you watch a movie, is you read that and you go, all right, let's check it out. Okay, so... I did check it out and it's for rent on Hoopla. Um, here's what I liked about it. There was a mood to this movie. Okay. That was so tense and ominous the whole time. 
even when you weren't buying this character or that character or you weren't buying what was happening or you didn't like how the plot was going or whatever, I can tell you that the um, Max Strand, who is the director and one of the writers for this movie, created an exceptional mood because mm. I kept watching because I'm like, well, something's got to happen that I like. You know, like it's the mood was so right. spot on. It was dark. I mean, half the time I had to turn off the lights. I had to turn off the lights halfway through because the movie was so dark oh. that I, I, I'm like, I can't see anyone. It's so dark. I had to like put my headphones in and turn off the lights so that I could just see what was going on. So it really excelled to me in that way. Um, the truck driver lady that they talk about, um, the exhausted truck driver, happens to be a woman. And it's interesting because they try to write her in the beginning like a badass. And like I said, in the first 20, 30 minutes, she definitely is. They mm -hmm. they write her like she's going to be the don't take no shit, you know, of all the days and all the truck stops you had to walk into mine kind of gal, you know. But, mm -hmm. but then the writing goes like way off the rail. They just kind of botched her character because there's a point at which there's some other characters that kind of come into it and are very threatening. Right. So it's okay. like men threatening women type of thing. And she just misses them. The character, I don't mean the actress, the character just misses the mark on what's going on. And, and this is supposed to be a really savvy kind of right. street savvy trucker lady. And she's written like a totally different character as if, she's buying into what these guys are saying. Okay. Like they're telling her a story and she's like, Oh really? That's what you want. Or that's what, you know, and you're like, Oh, maybe she's like faking it to, to get them to do right. X, Y, Z. And you realize, no, it's just, she's just stupid. <laughs> like, I, but you're not stupid. Yeah. Like, this character isn't stupid. Yeah. And so that it's almost like an error. It's a to like, did they originally write it for a different, like, I don't understand. It really threw me. Yeah. Um, because I was really enjoying the mood and I still enjoyed the mood throughout, mm -hmm. but she just, it's this different person. And then I couldn't quite connect right. to what else happened because it was just so wrong. <laughs> That's weird. So after, I would say after the first 30 minutes, for whatever reason, another 30 minutes went by and I was like, it was it got really boring. Mm. Like it was strangely you should boring. see Shannon's face right now. Like, she's really surprised. Like <laughs> I really was so shocked. surprised. Like, yeah. and I was watching it with other people and it was funny because I think someone said, this just got strangely boring. Yeah. That's too bad. <laughs> and I was like, I know it's too bad because that first 30 minutes was this pretty great, like a solid setup. But so I was a little disappointed. Sorry. Yeah. All right. What else did you watch? Um, I started watching. I've been curious about this one for a while just because I remember the case. So it's it's older, but it, I watched the documentary. I'm almost done with it. I actually haven't gotten through all of it yet. Uh, Beware the Slender Man. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's really more about dissecting the, the profile of these girls who ended up, you know, murdering their friend mm -hmm. based on uh, the, the creepypasta character mm -hmm. Slender Man. Um, so it's, it's, a it's a lot of psychology okay. and interviews with the, the girl and the girl's mother and father and, um, how they notice things from the time she was a baby and things that she didn't respond to. And so, uh, I haven't gotten through all of it yet because it's, it's kind of long. Um, we watched quite a bit over these last couple of weeks, but, um, you know, it just, 
I'm always interested in the development of sociopathy or, or in this case, maybe even psychopathy. I don't know. But then, you know, we always have to implement the, the, the nature, excuse me, the nurture part of it, which is not so much her parents as the culture of this whole creepy pasta stuff and how this group think this or what mm. we would call like a folly ado, right? Where right. it's like a, a shared mental illness that mm-hmm. they really believe that in order to, to become his proxy that they would have to kill her. Um, so there's, it, it goes, it goes into the story of, of how they really believed that they needed to kill this girl for him and that they believe he is real. And so there's a lot of interviews. It's, it's a vulnerable documentary because usually when we're interviewing killers, they're adults. Right. And so this is like footage from when she's getting interrogated by the police and she's like all of like 12 years old, wow. you know? So I think that, um, so it's interesting. It's mm-hmm. really interesting. And, and just then having to hear like how the parents, they, they have to go to the prison to visit her or the jail or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, they have to see her behind glass and they, they just don't understand how their daughter got to this point that, that so candidly she could take somebody's life. And wow. it's just, yeah, it's, um, it sounds kind of heavy. It's heavy, but it's, you know, for someone like me who just is really interested in the etiology of sociopathy, uh, it, it, and especially when you start to see it so with children and absolutely, if that's even what it, you know, I'm not even through it yet, but it's, uh, if you don't know the story, you can look it up, but it was the, I think it was the three girls who had murdered their friend for, yep. for Slenderman. So, Yeah. Is it on Shutter or I think it's Prime? on Netflix. Okay, cool. It's either on Netflix or HBO Max. Okay, yeah. I'll look it up and I'll talk about okay. this next movie. Um, I watched House on Haunted Hill, the 1999 oh, version. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. And I enjoyed it. Lily Taylor. Yeah. I, I, Catherine I, Zeta-Jones. I know. Jeffrey Rush. Good cast. Sam K. Jansen. Yep. Um, so it's House on Haunted Hill, 1999. 90, around 90 minutes, crime fantasy horror. An amusement park mogul offers a group of diverse people $1 million to spend the night in a haunted house with a horrifying past. So we've seen a hundred of these kinds of movies, but it's 1999 and you guys know what that looks like. You know, it's like kind of campy, kind of funny, pretty tight script. They didn't do too many three hour movies then, <laughs> mm-hmm. at least not horror movies. Um, Tay Diggs, you know, Chris mm-hmm. Catan. Oh, like Chris Catan, I forgot he's the in the 90s movies, you know. Yeah. It was just uh Jeffrey Combs. Uh so Lisa Loeb was even in it. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. It's just such a snapshot of a moment in time. Yeah. So um I really enjoyed it. I I I saw it when it came out like I probably rented it from Blockbuster <laughs> from Blockbuster and watched it one weekend cuz at first I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not sure. The person who pitched like watching it, I was like, oh, I don't know if I've ever seen that. And they were like, oh, it's really good. And I was like, okay, I'll watch it. And then, you know, 10 minutes in, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen this. this I, I remember this was a lot of fun. So if you're wanting to revisit some, some 90s fun, which we often do, 80s mm-hmm. and 90s fun, I would say that's one of the better ones. That and 13 Ghosts would be oh, like... 13 Ghosts is great. That's, uh, I think it was Blue on the Discord said like that would be the, a great double feature for us to watch. So 
I love. I watch Thirteen Ghosts anytime. Me too. It's yeah. one of my ones. Like oh. I'll watch that anytime. But I also try to not watch it too much, so that every time I do watch it, I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's a good. <laughs> so one. there's that. Um, we were gonna. Okay, so for those of you who may have been reading along with, oh, can I? Oh, do you have one, one more? Thing? Yeah, I just wanted to say that um, real quickly. I'm very excited. Of, as I pull up my paper here, paper um, that in treatments coming back. And um, I liked the show. Shannon, I can tell by Shannon's laugh, she's not excited. No, but, um, I love that oh, show. Okay. I, I, I think it's brilliant because it's such a perfect time for the show to be coming back. So first of all, when the show came out, it was in 2008. I was actually in my master's program at the time. I wasn't even in my doctorate yet. And, um, you know, we we're still at a time where... It, we think of psychologists as older white men, right? And Gabriel Byrne was fantastic in it. And That's Diane Weist was his uh, consultant in the- I just love her so much. Such a great show. But now, you know, where where we've been uh, with the pandemic and how mental health has really just become at the forefront of all of this, they are bringing it back with um, Jennifer Shore, I think is how you pronounce her last mm. name. And, you know, she talked about her experience in therapy. She's been with her therapist for 17 years. Um, and they decided to obviously revamp it and modernize it. And now he is Gabriel Burns being replaced by um, a, a black actor, which I think is so awesome because I know that there's going to, you know, we're going to have all the different intersectionalities uh, involved in this series, like especially with, I'm sure the George Floyd stuff will come up all right. the stuff around the marginalization around the pandemic. Um, and so I am just really, really, really excited to see where they, they're also going to go into telehealth. Um, yeah, they're just going to have to have a snapshot of accurately what's going on in treatment right now. Right. Instead yeah. Of, instead of just the psychoanalytic perspective, which is what the first three seasons were. Absolutely. And I'm trying to, I want to find her, uh, Uzo Aduba. I, I hope yep. I'm saying that right. Yeah. She's playing uh, Dr. Brooke Taylor. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm really excited. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. And I, um, I loved that show and that show, you know, I mean, I think what might be great for us to do is, is when, and when it does come out, we could do either a watch along or just we'll do an episode on the show, like the whole show. Yeah. Because I, I have lots of thoughts and feelings about that show yeah. and a lot of the different things that go along. And I loved the show because I loved the actors in it. Mm -hmm. And you know, it was before I was licensed and you totally. Know, so I have, so I know that I will have a different perspective now. Me too. That's one of the reasons I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, and I think it would be an, a, a really fun discussion for us to have because yeah. I have a feeling I just have a feeling that we'll have some different reactions than we did because my reactions so. were all based on like loving the actors and it was a soap opera. Totally. It was very much a soap opera. So I loved it because <laughs> I love, I loved that at the time. So yeah. I'm looking, I'm excited. So thank you. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, so the last thing we're going to do on the show today is that we, in our Discord, we have a book club and we read horror books and thriller books. And so we just finished a book called My Lovely Wife. And so I wanted to 
very quickly have us just discuss it and we will not be spoiling this. So if you like to read books, you know, hang out and still listen and see if this is something that you would enjoy reading. So My Lovely Wife is written by Samantha Downing. And this is the description. A couple's 15-year marriage has finally gotten too interesting. Our love story is simple. I met a gorgeous woman. We fell in love. We had kids. We moved to the suburbs. We told each other our biggest dreams and our darkest secrets. And then we got bored. We look like a normal couple. We're your neighbors, the parents of your kid's friend, the acquaintances you keep meaning to get together with. We all have secrets in a marriage. Ours just happens to be getting away with murder. So we watched, we, we read this as part of our discord book club and we just finished it. And what the great thing about it is that when we finish, we, we have weekly discussions about our books. And then when we finish one, we do like a live voice chat in the discord. And, um, that was really fun because some people show up to that ice and blue were troopers showed up to that. Even they were, do- they were doing other things with their, with their Sunday, we happen to be recording this on on the Sunday before this goes up. So um, we had a great discussion. Those guys are awesome. They yep. they've read the last couple of books with us, and um, my favorite part of it is chatting every week because everybody always has these really great ideas about where the books are going to go, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's better than where the book does go, and that's what happened this time. <laughs> So without spoiling it, the general review for us was that we kept expecting more to happen with this book mm-hmm. because you heard the description. That's a pretty hot description, right? Like I'd read that book. Yeah, it like, sounded oh, wonderful. Hell yeah. Couples who kill mm-hmm. together, stay together. So I want to hear this whole thing. And unfortunately, what it was for us was that it just didn't deliver in the ways we wanted it to. I think, I think what was, I mean, Kathy, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think what was kind of the consensus among us all, even though everybody had slightly different opinions, of course, was that they didn't hate reading it. It was a quick read. Chapters are really short. So you're like clipping along, even though it's over 300 pages and you, well, you just, I guess maybe hope keeps you going. That's what it was for me is because the story, the story is a standalone story. Um, it isn't it bad. It's not bad. Right. So you're like, okay, this is, you're following along, you're following along and Mm -hmm. you're going, okay, wow. It's hopefully, I mean, there's a POV happening. So you're like from one character's perspective and you sort of get to know this person. But there's also all these clues that are starting to come in that at some point you think are really going to just like blow up into this really big thing. And it falls flat in that way. And, and what we were talking about is just how fast it wrapped itself up. They could have taken a good six chapters to wrap it up with all of the, all of the information that we got up front, like the first 90% of the book, they could have done that in 65% and left the last 35% to make it something really big. Because like I was saying to all of you, when we started the book, I'm enjoying this buildup. I'm enjoying this buildup. I don't hate the story, but then it got to a point. I'm like, okay, we're still in this, like they're going to have to finish this up in three pages. And that's pretty much what they did. That's ended up kind of what happening that last chapter. Right was was where it got wrapped up and you had the con you know you had like the gripping dramatic action-filled conclusion which you do get it's just it's kind of like it just 
you you want more you just want yeah. it to be more you like i don't mind i think i well one of the things i was saying was that i wouldn't have minded uh distributing the pov a little bit more like i don't generally right. like books that trade povs like sometimes i think it's a really difficult thing to do well and i don't think i don't think many authors do it well so maybe samantha wouldn't have done it well i don't know but if they would have switched off between narrators because you're dealing with a family so you could conceivably switch off between family members or even just the parents would have been interesting in the context of this story um, and I, and I would have enjoyed that because I feel like we would have gotten more thrills, you know, like if this is a thriller, then it was like a Greek tragedy where all the action was happening off camera. Right. And I don't, I'm a horror fan. I don't want my tragedy to happen off camera. I want my tragedy to happen on camera and I'm going to see that shit. That's right. <laughs> so that's right. Um, but I thought everybody, it was great to go through it together. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, I, I think I think it's always fun to read. Like even when we're, we've talked about watching movies on the Discord, even when they're not great movies, yeah. it's like it's always fun to still, yeah. if it's not great, you're in it together. You're still trying to guess it. You're still commentating. Yeah. And so it doesn't really matter what we read or what we watch. It's just fun. The discord makes it a lot of fun. It makes it a lot of fun. And, uh, and I loved everybody's ideas about what the book could have been. I'm like, that's a great book. Should have had that book. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great ending. That would be awesome. That'd be a fun twist. You know, like everybody's coming up with great ideas. Um, and so I also did want to say for those of you who have hung on this long and enjoy books, the next book that we are going to read is Mr. Be Gone by Clive Barker. And, um, I'm going to try to maybe announce like kind of the pages that we're reading, but basically what happens is we take about five or six weeks to read each book. So you're hearing this now and we will start reading this weekend on the discord because we're going to take a, a week break to get our books and stuff. And so when you're hearing this on Friday, we will start reading this weekend. And if you want to read along, um, you know, read along with us. And then in a few weeks, we will do what we just did and sort of give you our take on our thing. But the the real juice is if you were to just become a patron for five bucks a month or whatever, you could be there. And we talk, we talk about the mm -hmm. book every week and we hang out and, you know, among all of the other things we do on there, it's obviously our main source of hanging out with you guys and honestly making new friends because I would consider everyone on our discord a friend of mine now. For so. sure. Yeah, it's a great group. I like online friends. Yep. They're amazing. So become our online friend. <laughs> um, thanks so much for listening. Um, please tune in to Tara Talk and Shrink, Dang, Shrink Chat wow, next week. That sounded like a whole other language. <laughs> I'm going to try again. Please join us next week for Tara Talk and Shrink Chat. This has been an episode of Shrink Chat. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. Please check us out on our Patreon page, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'd love to engage with you as part of our community. Please take a moment to leave us a comment on any of our social media. Thank you so much for listening, and once again, sleep safe.